Hey Matt, how does that one song from Kingdom Hearts go? The first one. What, how does it? How does it start? When you walk away, you don't hear me. No, you fucked up already. Way to go. That's gonna be a chore. Look at it, just a block. Oh, my poor neighbor's sick and just had to hear us yell that. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's keep the yelling to a minimum. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay. What's up, peeps? I'm Matt. And I'm Mike. And we are the Pink Gold Peeps. Two 20-somethings talking all things Nintendo and video games and nerdy stuff and Nintendo. Mike, how are you? I'm very good. Um, today is a very big day. It is uh, January 31st, and it's after 5 p.m., which means that all the good little accountants sent out all their 1099s by 5 o'clock today, and I am one of those good little accountants. Hooray. So I am so much less stressed than I have been for the past couple days because I was working, you know, 11, 12-hour days this week, and I'm just like, whew. Good. I'm good. Plus, it's super cold out. Yes. I don't know about you, cold but out. I, I, feel, I feel like I actually kind of like it because I feel like I'm back at school. When, when me and Matt went to college, where we went, yeah. we went to a very cold place for college, and I just feel like I'm back there. We still had class today. Well, oh, like, yeah, I saw they like had a delayed opening. It was over or under negative 10 degrees, and they still Yep, and they had class. Like, wow. That's our college for you, though. Yes, it is. Uh, so, Matt, how are you doing? I am doing uh, fine. Fine? Doing peachy. Peachy? Exuberant. Aren't you a Keyblade master well, right now? listen, all right, listen. It, every, every day yes. isn't so great, and then I get home. And then everything's like sensual. Sen- sensual? Can I? Oh, is this a PG podcast? Well, I it's mean, amazing. Well, let's 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 be honest with ourselves. This is not a PG podcast, but sensual, really? I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, it is everything. Well, it's it's pretty much everything that you'd expect. It delivers on every front. What game are talking, talking about? about? Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I didn't think that there was any important games that came out this week. Oh, no. So, <laughs> my friend and I went on Monday, and we got our copies late on Monday, and I started playing. Yeah. And I've played about, probably around a little less than 10 hours now. Okay. And I'm in the third Disney World now. Okay. And, first of all, the game is just, presentation-wise, it's so much better than any other kingdom hearts game really like the way the story is structured they just like did it in like a much more coherent way okay and um walt disney animation helped them with this game like they worked on it Mm -hmm. and part of the deal to having pixar characters was that pixar said we get to help you write the script oh and in the toy story world it really shows like it really shows when buzz and woody and friends are are talking to each other you can you can tell that pixar had a hand in this oh. although it in is a good re- way right in a good okay. way in okay. a very good way it's also really great to hear um there's a scene where one of the main antagonists of the game uh kidnaps a character and woody so and he he goes on this long rant about hearts and darkness and then woody goes i don't care about any of that give me my friend back <laughs> And then Woody fights. Uh, um, that seems good. I feel like that's a little tongue in cheek, but in like a very cute way. No, exactly. Like that's the point. Like 
me and my other friend were talking like I love Kingdom Hearts because all these Disney characters go into these random melodramatic monologues about hearts and darkness and, and like, darkness and hearts. It's just like it's fun. Like it's just fun. As long as you're going in knowing that, that I think you're fine. Right. And like I mean that being said, Kingdom Hearts is 100% like a cult. Oh. And if you haven't bought into it, you're not going to enjoy this. Well, no, you will enjoy this game because it's still really fun just from a gameplay perspective. Yeah. But you're not going to know at all what's going on. And, like, Mickey said something outrageous, like, ridiculous. And I just bought it. Like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but it's because I have, like, seven or eight other games of, like, the most ridiculous shit. You yeah, know I, mean? I feel like you're you're in you're in too deep now. Like, there's not – I mean, they'll still surprise you, but, like – there's nothing that's like gonna be like what? it just goes oh okay that's the thing i mean there's like plot twists but like there's nothing like nothing can break my suspension of disbelief at this point <laughs> like the game is just like the series has just gone off the rails so much I'm like okay <laughs> it's beaten you into submission no you can no longer believe anything's weird that being said this is not like namora was saying oh yeah if you never played a kingdom hearts game before just go ahead jump right in and I mean, like, I'm sure from a gameplay perspective, you just don't care about what's going on. You'll have a great time, but you will have no idea what's going on. Fair. Because, like, for the first couple hours of the game, every sentence out of the character's mouths is a reference to something else that happened. Okay. And there's, like, there's scenes where, like, Mickey and Riku are talking, and they're just talking about all these things that happened in, like, three different games at once, and they're trying to <laughs> combine all of these different events and see how to make sense of them. And, like, if you didn't play those games and know the events that they're talking about, you'll be like, what? What is going on? Like, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about, like, the Sleeping Realms and the Datascape and the Dark Realm and all this stuff, like, at the same time. And you'll be like, what is this stuff? Okay, Matt, do, level with me. Are all three of those things actually in the game, or was one of them fake? No, they're all there. Okay, well, I'll make sure. <laughs> you could have slipped one in there. I never would have noticed. <laughs> um, and there's there's little touches to the world that are just amazing to me. Like, um, have you seen Tangled? Yes. Yes, I have seen Tangled. I, that's a fair argument to ask, because I'm, I'm bad about seeing Disney movies. Well, oh, you have haven't seen... even seen Toy Story 3, so, I like... have not. I haven't seen Frozen, either. I haven't seen How You Train Your Dragon. That's Pixar. So, how, how well do you remember Tangled? Pretty well. You know, so, the way they work Sora and Donald and Goofy into the story in this game is just so much better than they've done in the past. Is it so... less of, like, hey, Sora's here, too, now, and more so... It's more, like very seamlessly done so you know how this isn't really a spoiler but i would recommend clicking away if you don't want to know anything yeah so in the beginning flynn is you know how he takes the tiara yeah and he's trying to run away and that's how he gets to the castle or the tower gets to the tower because he's trying to run away so as he's running away heartless attack him and he's running away from the heartless and he runs into sword donald and goofy because they just landed there and they say go run away we'll take care of these guys and he goes oh okay bye and then he runs away, goes in the tower, gets knocked out by Rapunzel, and, and she convinces him. Starts. And she convinces him, "Hey, you're gonna help me get to the kingdom so I can see the floating lanterns." Yeah. And then Flynn is like, "But there's monsters out there now, because now Heartless are showing up." And he goes, "I'll pretend those three guys that I saw are my sidekicks. Then they'll protect us to get to the kingdom, and then she'll give me my tiara back." Cool. And so they just kind of like seamlessly worked it in there so they they took the storyline they're like well how can we make them part of the story rather than hey i'm on my journey exactly you're gonna help me now exactly and they just kind of like more put it in there and then there's these little things like you like just the way you interact with the characters is so much better now like there's this part because rapunzel's never been outside before yeah 
there's a little lake you run by at one point, and she goes, oh my god, a lake, and she jumps in the lake, and you can have, like, a splashing contest oh, with Rapunzel cute. just out of nowhere, and it's just so cute. So just these little touches. These right? just these, like, yeah, these just little touches that are just so, like, wonderful, and they just improve the quality of life that much more. That's good. And the, the combat is just so good. Yeah, well, I feel like that's one of Kingdom Hearts' strong suits. It's like, always been, yeah. Like, even Except me, who doesn't really care a lot about Kingdom Hearts, like, I played Kingdom Hearts 2, and one of the reasons I think I stayed with it to the end was I enjoyed the combat system. Right. Like, I was all about doing air combos. Like, I had all the items yeah, to be, like, well, I, mean, I could only do Sarah, air combos. Yeah, Sarah, that's Sora's thing. He's a beast in the air. Yeah, well, I, like, there was, like, the item that's, like, you can do only, like, a three combo in the on the ground, but you can do a five combo in the air mm-hmm. now, and I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep using the air ones. Yeah, and, and Kingdom Hearts 3 is, while it's taken away some of the things that made Kingdom Hearts 2's combat so good, it's added other things that I think makes it better. Okay, cool. There's just, I mean, they removed several things that you could do in 2, but they added so many new options that you never feel like there's nothing to do. Do you know That's what I good. mean? Yeah. Like you're never just mashing X. You're always thinking, all right, in a minute I'm gonna do this, or in a minute I'm gonna use this kind of magic or something That's like cool. that. And instead of just having one keyblade equipped at a time, you can have three keyblades and you can press the D pad to switch between keyblades. Like in real time. In real time. And each keyblade has a different combo kind of thing it can do. Okay. So each keyblade plays kind of differently to the others once you power it up in a certain way uh-huh so then you can power them up and once you get to the powered up form then you can switch between them as well and so if i took the toy story keyblade and i powered it up and it turns into a hammer is what it does i can put the hammer away and take out the regular traditional kingdom hearts key and, and will then, it be powered up or no it, it won't be powered up but i can power it up and then i can have both of them powered up and i can switch back to the Toy Story one, and it will still be exactly where I left it. Oh, cool. Okay. So it's like you're not losing time by switching. Right, and you can chain together combos oh, by switching between keyboards. Yeah, I imagine that could be really, really powerful. It's, yeah, bosses. it's also really fun. Yeah. The, the biggest problem I have with the game is it's pretty easy. I'm playing on the hardest difficulty, and I haven't died. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But... No, it's it's like the Kirby principle, like Kirby Star Allies. Like, yeah. Is the game absurdly fun? Yes. But is it also easy? Yes. Well, that's good, because I feel like it's doing something different enough that, like... I mean, I don't think anyone's saying Kingdom Hearts 1 is the best Kingdom Hearts game. But I feel like it, it gives some merit to keep playing, like... Hey, if you want to play Kingdom Hearts 2, like, it's not like... Well, Kingdom Hearts 3 just took everything it did and make it better. It's like it's doing different things. I think that's always good in a series, if it's doing things just slightly differently. Because then it gives you reason to not say, like... Well, the sequel has completely eclipsed the original. Unless you want to just, like, know where the storyline is. Right. That's how I feel about, like, Pikmin. Like, how Pikmin 1 was like, okay, it's a timed event. And you have to, like, get the 30 pieces in the day. But then Pikmin 2 is like, well, we're going to test your your real-time strategy metal by making these dungeons where time isn't a matter, but they're long and arduous and they have really powerful bosses. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, now I want to still play both. And that seems like if I played Kingdom Hearts 3, it wouldn't be like, well, I already know how to play this game. I'd be Kingdom oh, Hearts Oh, no, it's 2. different, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think that's good for a series to do. And for the fr- oh, not the first time ever, but, like, the, the overarching story affects the Disney worlds. Oh, really? And it's so cool because usually, like, usually what happens in the Kingdom Hearts games when you go to the Disney world is like, stop, the plot's not important right now, here's Disney World. Yeah, I was gonna then, say. Like, usually Kingdom Hearts games are really front story heavy, then there's a middle thing that happens, and then the end is super story heavy. Yeah. And usually in the Disney worlds, not a lot happens. But in this game, like, there's a reason why the organization 
is also in the world, which isn't a spoiler because in the trailers. Yeah, that's but, that's fair, and I'm I'm happy from the trailers I've seen. It looks like there's dramatic stuff happening that's not just plot lines from stories, like that we already yes. know. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like well, Tangled is only going to have the Tangled plot twists and turns. There might be more. No, stuff yeah. On. So there are certain characters that are in the Tangled movie that minor, more minor characters. But um, they're removed, and they put in Kingdom Hearts characters to take their place. Interesting. So um, a certain Kingdom Hearts villain takes the place of a couple characters in the Tangled movie. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting the way they did it. That's cool. Because, cool. like, like, that character still has the same things that the characters in the movie would have done. But they twist the motives in a way where it just makes perfect sense. Like, it makes sense in the terms of the movie, but it also makes more sense in the terms in of the game. In the terms of the game, yeah, exactly. Cool, okay. Uh, do we... I don't, I don't know if you know the answer to this, because I don't know. Is is Sephiroth in this game? I don't know yet. Okay. Actually, I haven't even seen a Final Fantasy character yet. Really? Except for the Mogul, because they do the shop. The Moogles? Mo- yeah, that one. Moogles. Well, they're not... They're, they're a race, not a and character. And it's like... The thing about that is it would... Because Nomura had an interview before the game came out saying... You said he downplayed Kingdom Hearts characters, right, in this you mean, game? You mean Final Fantasy okay, Final Fantasy characters, yes. <laughs> he yes, downplayed that's... Kingdom Hearts characters in the finale to the first arc. Leave me alone. Um, he said that there are so many Kingdom Hearts characters now, and he wanted to give them all some kind of a spotlight, that he found it really hard to fit the Final Fantasy characters in. Interesting. But I would make the argument that certain Final Fantasy characters have become their own Kingdom Hearts characters. Yeah, they have, like, like a role in Kingdom Hearts. Like, isn't... I mean, Sid helps out with the gummy shit, Yeah, so he? Cloud and Sephiroth really aren't that big in the games. Like, they ha- kind of have an ongoing story, but it's not, yeah. it's nothing crazy. But then, like, Leon, or Squall, as he's known in Final Fantasy, is super important, and he's got, like, a really big role in Kingdom Hearts. So, like, yeah. In, and, like, I've never played that game. Most so, people haven't. Exactly. Even I have In a way, to me, he's more of a Kingdom Hearts character than a Final Fantasy character. <laughs> He's so, the one from eight, right? Yeah, Leon? I think he's. Yeah, you know he is. Eight. Yeah, well, that's that's probably good because they lost the source code for eight. That's why it's not coming out on the Switch. Oh, really? It never gets ported because the original code for Final Fantasy VIII is in the ether somewhere. Wow. Yeah, that, it's okay. It's not. It wasn't really that good. Mm. Uh, well, yeah. So it, like, yeah. it kind of bums me out that he's not around. Mm-hmm. I hope he'll show up. Ha- have you been to Radiant Garden? No, yet? I haven't. Been okay, because I feel like Radiant Garden at least. At least it might just have them kind of standing there being like, hey, Sora, how are you doing? Because yeah, that's where they I'm all sure live, right? Probably, I'm sure they'll be there. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, there have been cut scenes of other characters in Radiant Garden, so I know it's in the game. But you just haven't seen But Yeah, I haven't gone yet. there yet. That makes sense. I feel like there's still a chance for Sephiroth just because they could just say, hey, here's another boss at the end of the game who's really powerful, and it's still Sephiroth. Right. I mean, like, one of the, one of the like, hallmarks, like, the pillars of Kingdom Hearts is too many bosses the at the game. end <laughs> no well i mean yeah that, but no. when you beat the game there's always a couple super secret bosses that are freaking hard yeah like sephiroth like sephiroth yeah, yeah. That, well that's i'm hoping he's in the game I, I i have to imagine they'll keep him in just because he's a three he's a two generation game staple yeah exactly and it doesn't and like, take much to put him as a boss right it wouldn't be a huge issue with me but i would like if they like patched up that cloud area the sephiroth storyline the two started what? as a final fantasy 7 fanatic to that storyline i'm just like i mean yeah i, I would just like a conclusion yeah like, you started it you might as well listen finish it. they could have just made a midgar world in in kingdom hearts and had this play out in of one course. of the in one of the subplots 
Like, that's the thing. It's like, the darkness in Cloud's heart. I'm like, well, yeah, but, like, mm, eh, nah, nah. I could go into this for a while why I don't think it's relevant, but I, I like what they're I, doing. I'm surprised they didn't want to take the opportunity to put, like, Noctis in there or something. Or Lightning. I'm surprised Noctis isn't in the game. I, yeah, I would, honestly, right? if you told me Noctis was the game, they'd be like, yeah, sure, that <laughs> Scranix has such a hard-on for Final okay. Fantasy 15. Yeah, I know. Well, not anymore. Remember, yeah. they canceled all the DLCs. Yeah, so. they're all done with it, right? They're mm -hmm. like, nope, we're not doing this one anymore. Uh, but, yeah. Anything else you want to say about Kingdom Hearts at this point? No, I, I think I'm good. Okay, how, how far are you saying you're in the game? Like, a third of the way? Half I, don't, the way? I honestly don't even know. Okay. About ten hours, I've, I'm at the third Disney World. I'm almost done with it, I think. Okay. Um, Hopefully, like, around a third, 25%. Okay. I'm, I'm really trying to take my time with it. I see I've, that, I've yeah. waited 13 years for the game, so I want to enjoy it. As you should. Um... And also, I mean, I don't, I just don't have a ton of time to play. Like, I mean, yeah. I have maybe three hours max a day to play. You work for a living. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, the game that I've been playing is not as exciting, but I wanted to bring it up because it's a game that was making me so happy while I was playing it that it made me think about the conversation we had two episodes ago uh -oh. about 2D platformers. Uh-oh. Because I have been playing... A hell of a lot of Rayman Legends oh, for the Switch. So, I put down Darkest Dungeon. I was like, I I like this game. I like what it did. I appreciate what it's doing. I don't have the patience for this. With with the way, like the whole the whole ensemble of what it is, I'm not gonna stick around for. And that's okay. I said to myself, listen, I I have, I have this issue where like I feel like I need to like play a game and if i start playing a game i need to beat the game because I, I bought the game i invested time in the game you know i'm enjoying the game so why shouldn't i beat it but i'm like no, i have to say to myself no no no, that's okay you can put it away it's like you know that's like actually like a real problem for me that's mm -hmm. like why I, I fought myself for like no i have to like la noir i have to like this game <laughs> i have to play through skyrim i bought the game but right i said you know i put that away and i started playing rayman now it was a wii u game right that was what it was i don't I think it was a Wii U game. Come it to has, think of it, I don't even remember the last time I played that game. Wow, that's an old game. Yeah, it is an old game. It came out, I think, 2014, 2015, yeah, something like that. There. But, you know, it's... it's So it's a 2D platformer, and I wanted to start with that. And it's really fun. The music is fun. Playing as Rayman is just very fluid. He's very well-controlled, and it lets you, like, kind of be a little show-off-y. Or, like, the issue with, like, you know, with Mario... You run, you jump, or you walk and you jump, and you can do the little spin thing. Rayman has a bunch of different punches that all, they all do the same thing. Like, you could just have one punch and it would be fine. But because it's like, well, if you are running and you turn around and you punch, it looks different from when if you just, like, punch yeah, just downward. Yeah, the animations are different. And it's not, I mean, it's not much to do, but it feels like he has a lot of special powers and stuff like that. He also has a little helicopter thing with his hair, which he used to have in the old games. Mm -hmm. And... The game is also really big, and it constantly rewards you. So, like, when you play a level, you know, it's a 2D platformer level, whatever. Uh, but every level has either 12 or 3 of these little blue guys, who I don't know what their names are, but they're really cute. And usually 10 of them are just, like, in the level, and 2 of them are in, like, little side areas where you have to, like, do a challenge room of some kind. And this reminded me a lot of Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, and the old one, where, like, the ten little dudes are placed like the Kong letters are. They're not hidden, but it's like more so you gotta find the challenge. 
You know, some of them are hidden, but not many of them are just like, you got to do the, the platforming thing quickly or else he's going to fly away and you're going to you're gonna have to level over if you want to get all the dudes. And then the, the like, harder ones in the challenge rooms are like those little bonus rooms in Donkey Kong Country where, you know, if you get all the bananas in a certain time period or you do this thing without dying, you get, like, a one-up balloon or you get, you know, some, like, one of those little puzzle pieces and stuff. So that part's really enjoyable when you beat the level, like, the coins in the game, it gives you little trophies for how... But if you get... There's, like, the first trophy, the second trophy, there's not... There's a third trophy, but in between the second and the third trophy, there's, like, a little lottery ticket. And if you get the lottery ticket, it gives you, like, extra currency, more of the little blue guys, because there's, like, 800 of these bastards in the game. So there's, like, a lot of them just kind of uh, hanging out. Can we censor bastards, please? What? Where are we censoring? Bastards. Okay. So we're censoring... Just for the record, hey, Rob? Can Rob? you censor... Bastards for us. Please don't let us say boo. Thank you, Rob. You filthy boost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's bring it back. Anyway. Let's bring it back. Yeah, so these little, these little, you know, lottery ticket cards, and some of them have, some of them even give you access to. There's like a huge amount of levels from Rayman Origins in this game, which is like really cool because. I didn't play Rayman Origins, and I thought Rayman Origins was a cool game, but I never ended up picking it up. And to say, hey, here are just the best levels that are in this game. Just just play them. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. So it's like there's a lot of content. There's a lot of different characters you can play as, which is like three. There's like really four, but you can like reskin them, which I think is cute. You know, you want to play as No, do they person. have different abilities? I honestly don't remember. They don't. I don't think If so. they do, I haven't noticed it. Because mm -hmm. I've been playing mostly as Rayman, the Rayman skins and then there's like the little blue dudes have their own version of them you can play as and then there's like a big toad guy that you can be as who was in the second game i know because i recognize as like it's like a big like lovable lug character mm -hmm. and there's like a girl with like a valkyrie helmet and an axe and they're all just like different reskins of them but i've been playing mostly as the girl and rayman and i haven't noticed a difference between them but bringing it all back the levels are challenging, but not super challenging. So I feel like I'm enjoying them. It's short bursts. They're very fulfilling. You know, you get these rewards all the time for all the cool things you do. But the one thing I wanted to bring up that I thought was amazing is... I don't know if you remember this, but at the end of each world, there is a level after the boss that's usually not very difficult. It has three of the guys, because the, the ones that have 12 are like those slow levels, and then there's ones with three guys, and they're usually like timed levels or they're, you know... Not auto-scrolling, but there's, like, some kind of gloom and doom chasing you, so you have to keep moving. But these levels are... They're music-based levels. So I went to the first one. I didn't know what to expect. I'm playing on the train. And it's just, like, this, like, rock and roll song. But, like, when, when the bass hits, you're supposed to jump. And when, you know, they start cheering is when you're supposed to punch. So it's, like, this almost like a rhythm game in terms of a 2D platformer. And playing through that level, the first one, they're not, like, super hard, but they are a little challenging. That first level, I played through the entire one without dying in the first time, and I just had the stupidest friggin' smile on my face. I mean, I was like, this game's awesome. I do, I do remember those, and I just remember how I was like, wow, they just changed up. It's really cool. Yeah, I was like, this is really cool. It's just and it, different. And it doesn't necessarily have to be super hard, but they're super fulfilling to play through because it's like, I'm going to listen to the song and feel like I'm part of it. And when you do it like on the beats for everything, you also just feel like a badass. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I'm playing the game. The game's like me matching my rhythm. 
when people talk about Tetris Effect, I feel like this is why they like Tetris Effect so much, because it's stuff like this. Because that game also has a lot of, like, sound-related things that it does. And I just wanted to bring up those levels, because I loved New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. I really did. But no level made me as happy as that level did. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that level's like Grassland Groove, level 3-1 in Tropical Freezer. I'm like, this level's so good. This is a great achievement in 2D platforming. And just made me really happy. And I wanted to bring it up. Because I was saying you know, last time, you know, that New Super Mario Bros. U isn't the best 2D platformer on the Switch. And I wanted to bring up, there, there is another uh, there's another contender in my list of games that are better than New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. <laughs> and it's Rayman. Mm-hmm. Because this, I, I, I've been saying on the podcast that this game's really good, but I haven't picked it up. And I got it as a Christmas gift this year. And I'm so happy I did. Because I don't think I would have ever ended up picking this game up for myself. Mm-hmm. I but love it's those really games worth where you're it. like, I probably wouldn't have picked this up myself. And then you get, you're like, oh my god, I totally should have picked this up myself. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I'm a, I trusted my gut and told somebody that sh- they should get it for me, and I'm happy they did, because wow, this game is good. Really fun. So, uh, yeah, the other thing I want to talk about is for what I've been playing comes up a little later in the news, so we'll talk about that then. Oh, okay. Okay, so indie news? Matt, do you have any indie news for us? I'm like... Okay, while well, you look on your phone for your indie news, I'm going to start. Uh, so as I said, we're recording today, January 31st. So by the time you hear this, Wargroove will be out. I'm sure I'll post something on Twitter about it. Whoa. But the other thing that came out today is Downwell, which is originally a mobile game that came to Steam and now is on Switch. And uh, coincidentally enough, friend of the show, Rob, our editor, who's always here when we do the episodes, is playing it right now. There oh, it is. that game! Yeah. This game. Mike, I mean, not Mike, Rob told me about it like a week ago, and I was like, oh yeah, it looks pretty cool, and I saw the trailer for it. And I was so, like, yeah, it looks pretty cool. If you, if you haven't played Downwell, it's a roguelike in sense, it's more like an arcade game than a roguelike, Be, but because there's like permanent upgrades you can get, it's really a roguelike, where you're falling, and you have gun boots. So, your gun boots start with like a machine gun boot, and you have a certain amount of uh, ammunition, and you shoot downwards always, and there's enemies and stuff like that. And the goal is to just keep going down. But you get gems, which at certain points in the level, you'll see like a little passageway. And if you go in a little passageway, you can find like a shop and they'll sell you like different types of gun boots. Like a laser gun that shoots really strongly through almost everything, but only has three bullets. Where the one you start with, I think has eight or six or something. And your goal is to try to keep yourself from actually hitting the ground. Because when you shoot, you run out of bullets, and if you ever hit the ground, you'll reload, but your combo will stop. But you can also jump on enemies, and if you jump on enemies, you refill your ammo, but you don't lose your combo. So the idea is that you want to keep jumping and shooting downward to make pathways for yourself so you don't hit the ground, and no enemies kill you, but you're also still jumping on enemies to keep your combo going. Interesting. And the cool thing is, is these shops I'm talking about, when you hit them, they have a time stop. So when you walk into them, they don't ruin your combo. You can like be like, okay, I'm going to stop, go over here. You know, pick out some new items or some new upgrades, and then jump, and I'm right back into it. And it's very simple. I think it has 12 levels total, but it's just really fun, and it's procedurally generated, the levels themselves, so it's not like it's always the same thing. And it's so easy to just jump back and play another round. It is a really addicting game. It's also $2 on Switch oh, Shop. Oh, sh- sugar mama. Yeah, so like, not only is this an incredible game, but it's incredibly good for your wallet. And Give me that two dollars. Yeah. My could, spider sense is tingling. You could like buy Wargroove, and then you're halfway there with the gold points you get. <laughs> so it really, if, if this even sounds slightly interesting, pick it up because if you get 
if you get like an hour or two out of it, I think you've made your money's worth. And I think for some people, you're going to get a lot more than one or two hours out of this game. It's really simple. It's really fun. It also supports Tate mode. If you have one of those things that like turns your Switch hor- uh, vertical, because a lot of the pinball oh, games, there's like a yeah, yeah. there's like a grip you can buy now that puts your Joy Cons on the side and it flips it up like that, and it supports that mode. That's so if nice. you do that, it could be like a full screen down well. Oh, it's the only thing I don't like about the game is obviously on a small screen like the Switch in handheld mode, it you have a lot of dead space on the sides. But I mean, I played it on PC and it was the same way. It didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. So, I just wanted to bring up Downwell, take a look at it. If it seems interesting, definitely buy it. Yeet, yeet. Uh, Matt, you have, so what do we have for Indian News? Nothing for Indian News? Nothing. Okay, so let's move along, right? So we can talk about some quick news. Yes. So the first one I want to say is that we're going to pour one out for our boys over at the Nintendo Wii eShop. It's done. By the time you hear this episode, it is dead. It's already dead. By the time we record this episode, it's oh, dead. Oh, did it die today? It's, no, I think it died yesterday. Oh, so sad. It's Thursday, by the way, the 31st of January. I've said that multiple times. Never mind. Remember when I said it's January 31st, so all the good little accounts have a 1099s in? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I started the episode like that. Anyway. Yeah. It, it, it's an end of an era. Did you ever use the Wii eShop? I used it for, I bought a couple games off the Wii eShop. You've never used it once. I bought, I bought a lot of virtual console games. I bought, like, F-Zero X, Mega Man 9... Excite Bike World Rally or whatever the, the Excite Bike WiiWare game they made, um, and a couple other like I had Kirby sixty four the Crystal Shards I had like I had a bunch of like little games and all of them got ported to our Wii U because you could like transfer them into the Wii U. Uh, I don't dab on that. My brother took them from my Wii, so I don't have them Aww. anymore because he has the Wii U because I didn't have a Wii U. But that's neither here nor there. That's not important. That's not what I'm talking about. The fact is, it's you know it's sad to see it go, but it's weird to think wow it's closed finally like yeah. that's weird i feel uh, old it, now it happens oh god it's just weird i'm sorry i just want to bring that up the other thing is um i want to talk about the brand new character that everybody's talking about right now yes boom boom is in mario tennis aces that's right <laughs> someday i'll play that game again it was so good because that announcement went out on the nintendo youtube channel and then like not three hours later patch notes went up and saying piranha plants out tonight no 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 wait there's a bigger issue with that okay what? which is that nintendo had the gall to release piranha plant the same day as kingdom hearts 3 <laughs> i was like do you think i care right now nintendo do you really think i care maybe they were appealing to the people like me who didn't have uh or didn't really want to buy kingdom hearts they're like you know what just give them piranha plant they'll be good uh I want to bring up first just the update has full actual patch notes, which is something that when I know when the first patch notes came out and they didn't give it to us, people were a little bummed, and uh, now we actually got them and it was pretty good. A lot of people got buffed, like we brawler got buffed a lot. Um, the only only one character got nerfed. Oh, two characters got nerfed, and they're two characters I play. Cloud. No, Cloud did not get nerfed. Um, K. Rule got nerfed. Of course, it was good, and they fixed Crom. So you know Crom's be up. How it yeah. like catches the minute. It used to be that if you beat up somebody off the board, unlike Bowser and Ganondorf with the self-death attacks, the other character would die first and then Krom would die. They fixed it. So now Krom dies first and then the other character. Oh, okay. Which is good. Like, that was gonna happen. It was just a matter right. of when. So, those are some of the big updates. And touch Inkling? Uh, Inkling, I think, got, like, just changes that weren't, like, positive or negative changes, but only a couple. Oh. I know me Brawler got, like, buffed. 
Like, he got, like, six or seven lines of things that got changed, which oh, makes cool. me excited, because I like playing as Knee Brawler. Uh, but obviously, the big thing was that you can all... Oh, actually, this is a small thing. You can play Spirit Board with four people now. So you can do, like, co-op Spirit oh, Board. Neat. Which is kind of cool. But the big thing is that Piranha Plant is now live. Now, Matt, have you played any Piranha Plant? Not at all. Okay, so I'm going to talk about it for a I've bit. seen his moveset. Yeah. So... Quick and dirty, his moveset, his, his B is he puts the spiky ball up and you can send it at somebody. His side B is a charge attack, which makes a poison cloud. His B up makes him flip like a little like a little propeller and he goes around. And his B down is the is the grabby one, which we saw in the trailer. And everyone's like, ooh, what's that? My initial impressions are I like that they made this DLC character first. He feels very much like Mario to me in the sense that his A moves are simple and easy to understand. And his B moves are good, but they're not, like, you don't spam them. You kind of, like, use them when they need to be good. Like, you know how Mario, like, his B down is good, but you don't use it all the time. His B side is good. You don't use it all the time. Kind of like that. Product Plant is really good and really powerful B moves, but they're not, like, spam, 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 spam. I, I mean, you get spam them, but I, I've seen a lot of crazy combos. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just saying as someone, if you were to start out the game, be like, I want to play as Piranha Plant, it's not like a Politana situation where you're like, this is just, maybe you don't want to start by playing with Politana because you might just kind of struggle. Like someone who knows, okay, I pressed the A button to punch and kick and I had pressed the B button to do cool attacks could figure out Piranha Plant pretty quickly. Yeah. And I'm not saying that a lot of characters aren't like that, but he's like very, Isley's his moves are very simple and understandable. That doesn't mean he's not good. I think he's really good. His, his poison cloud, I've seen people where they, like, they charge a poison cloud, they shoot the poison cloud, and then they get him into his, like, his A hit. Like, you know, every, most characters have, like, a, if you hit A a bunch of times, they're just, like, hit, like, for, like, little punches and do a bunch of damage. And they catch him in the poison cloud, and that, I do, like, 70% damage. It's crazy. His B down, where he does, like, the little, like, meh, out, you can do that in the air. So, last night, I was playing against Tim, and he was playing his cloud, and I just stood, I went to the edge of the map jumped off the ledge and he's waiting there as cloud he doesn't want to come after me because i have the b up that has huge amounts of recovery i just charged the b down and as i fell and right when i got to the point where i wouldn't be able to reach him anymore jumped and grabbed him and ate him and then i beat up and i went and i did it again and then i jumped onto the ledge and i can't jump back and he couldn't do anything <laughs> and i just killed him because he just wouldn't come out and hang out with me in the open air funny. it was so funny it was so good i've seen uh no i've seen a couple things are like um using that smog cloud he makes to kind of, like, blindslide people because then you run into it and then you do a bunch of attacks in it yeah. so your opponent doesn't see what's coming. And that thing does some killer damage. That's what I was saying, yeah, with, like, the poison cloud and then just the little hits. It's in, If you charge it up and someone gets stuck in it, it does a lot of damage. And you know um the spike ball, the yeah the the, the, the standard B? Yeah. You can throw it left Yeah, right. you can, like, kind of, like, <clears throat> it left or right, and it does a lot of damage. But, yeah, and then um there's, like, a, a perfect timing kind of thing that you can do with it to throw it really <laughs> Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Really wanting far? Oh. Rob, I said <laughs> on the podcast. Rob, can you mute out this <laughs> Hey, Rob. You guys are really bad this week. <laughs> hey, hey, Sorry. hey, Matt. Matt, what word are we bleeping out? Um, Let's see. I think so far we've said <laughs> a couple times and <laughs> a couple times. All right. This is going to be the episode of, of Blasphemy. <laughs> um, Okay. But yeah, so overall, Piranha Plant is just hella fun his final smash is also really cool although i learned the hard way um piranha plant doesn't turn into pd piranha he just brings pd piranha because i was like 
I was playing against Tim again. I was like, oh, yeah, I got the final smash. And I pressed left to try to get Cloud, and he starts running around. I was like, what's going on? And Tim's like, uh, Mike, I'm falling off the map, and I die. He makes his own guy, and he just, like, spins the cages around. If you get caught in the cages, you take a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. It's cute, and it's really fun. And I'm happy that PD Piranha, as a boss, gets represented in this game, because he's not a boss in this game, and I was bummed about that. Mm -hmm. But overall... Playing as Piranha Plant seems like he's, you know, it's, it's like the other characters and they had DLC. He fits, fits right in. And I'm really happy that we have a new character to play with. This also makes me feel, again, like the January Direct was supposed to happen and then didn't. Yeah, I think so. This is like the third thing that's come up I, since I then. I it's all Metroid's fault. Yeah, and I have another thing in here that I want to talk about. Actually, two new things I want to talk about, which I feel like also would have been such a Direct. Really? Well, yeah. Well, let's move right into it if you're all right with that. Unless yeah. you have other things to say about Piranha Plant. Nope. Uh, first one is, uh, the developers of Darksiders had a Darksiders War Mastered trailer oh, coming yeah. to the Switch. Go up on their on their YouTube channel for about 10 minutes, and then they got rid of it and posted on their Twitter, nothing to see here, folks. Nothing <laughs> to see here. So, Darksiders War Mastered is coming to Switch. Sounds like it's only getting a digital edition. Uh, nah. depending on the price, I want to pick this up. This is an old game. It came out in 2010, but I've heard a lot of people really like this game. And if it's at the right price point, I'll probably pick it up. So I can say I finally played through the first Darksiders game. My friend actually just played through this game on a PlayStation. Oh yeah. And he said, he basically like confirmed everything that I thought about the game. He said, it's basically a Zelda light with an emphasis on combat. And he said, overall, it's an okay game with a really cool art style. Yeah, I've heard that. It's not a long game, which is part of the reason. Like, if they had Darksiders 2, I wouldn't even go near it. Because I heard that game is long. Well, I also and... hear Darksiders 2 is the best one. Really? Yeah. I've, I've heard I heard mixed things about Darksiders 2. Because it's like, it's it's um it has like that loot fest kind of thing. Like Doom, uh, like Diablo, rather. Where like, you know, there's like gear that you can try to like collect. And you, it gets random drops and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I heard that Darksiders, while not perfect is just long enough that it keeps your interest if you want to keep playing. And like if there's a if you want to keep exploring the world, there's a, like a couple of side quest things you can do. But if you want to just play through the game, it's not like, you know, you're going to get a bad experience. It's short right. and sweet. So if like if this is $20, I'll definitely buy it. If it's 30, mm. I'm probably going to have a hard pass. I, I honestly think 20 is going to be pushing it. It's a 2010 game. It could happen. Uh, nah. It had it was on the Wii U. Nah. <laughs> it was Nah. All right, all right. I I'm saying it right here. If it's $20, I'm going to be very happy cuz I'm not betting anymore against Matt on the podcast. It's not I learned my lesson. It's going to be more than $20. Yeah. That's, that's a pity. Because if it's like $40, I don't think it will sell well. You know what? Yeah. It was a pity that Super Mario U Deluxe was $60. Listen, that game came out in the last five years. Fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't look up I in the sky. It came out in the last no, five I years. Just had to get, or wait a minute. Did it? It was 20... It had to be early... Did it come out in 2013? Really? Was the Wii U out in 2013? Wii U came out in 2012. I was in college. Really? Please hold, please hold, please hold, please hold. It came out, New Super Mario Bros. U originally came out in 2012. So it was it's... a launch title for the Oh, Mario. it was the launch title. That huh. game is seven years old. Seven years old. Huh. Interesting. Well, it did come with $30 DLC. Yes, it did. Well, I mean, that DLC was basically a full game. It was. So give it that. 
Dark Side okay, is remastered. It's just that. remastered. So that one I wanted to bring up because it seems very odd that, you know, we have this random announcement and then it disappears as though almost there was supposed to be a direction. There wasn't. Mm-hmm. But the other one I wanted to talk about is a new commercial just came out, like just came out for Nintendo Switch, where it's Nintendo Switch your way. And it's like a like a dad who's on a business trip and like he's flying and he's playing games and he goes to his kids and he's playing games. But when he's on the plane, he bumps the guy next to him. He's like, ooh, sorry, I took a lot of damage from that boss. And he turns it around and it's Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so it's this coming soon, Final Fantasy VII. And then he's playing and then he's playing Mario Kart, whatever, but they're showing Final Fantasy VII on the Switch. The release date is imminent, according to Square Enix. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious when. That would be another good thing. Be like, Final Fantasy VII's release date is, you know, February or something like that. Right. Especially because Final Fantasy X and X-2 are Same March, with... right? End of March? Yeah. No, or April. I feel like it'll be after those ones. I feel like it has to be... Whenever that's actually, those actually release date, it has to be like at least a month or a month and a half away on either side. So I, I think it's going to come out yeah. after them. Because Square Enix is just pumping out games for the Switch this year. Mm-hmm. Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon's coming out, Final Fantasy VII, Final well, Fantasy IX, I mean, they're, they're Final Fantasy X, ports. Final Fantasy XII, and Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Yeah, they're, they're pumping out ports. Well, yeah. Well, ports are still games. I'm just saying that because they're pumping out about, about six or seven games this year on Switch, they... I hope they pace themselves correctly, and it's not like, hey, you want six games? Well, no, there's no pacing about it. They're ports. They're not hard to make. They might as well bring them all out at once. Yeah, but, like, from a business sense, wouldn't it make more sense to not drop four JRPGs all at the same time? You want to space them out so someone's mm. like, I just beat Final Fantasy VII. Wow, Square Enix well, is another game I can buy, I and they're think, advertising right now? I think the fact that they... I mean, sure, like, spread them out a month or so away from each other. Yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. I'm not saying, like, they have to be, like, three months apart because they have to work on them. No, I just understand. the fact of what they are, I really think that it doesn't matter so much because it's, it's cheap to make this, you know? Compared to Square Enix making Octopath Traveler for the Switch. Oh, yeah. This is very cheap for them to... Not not in, a, like, a, a, a skeevy kind of way, but, like... It's, it it's, doesn't cost much yeah, to port. Yeah, it's not very expensive Compared to, to making a game. Yeah. And it's like, they put them all out there, and if you like one, oh, cool. There's more on there. I might as well go pick those ones up. Yeah. I feel like just Square Enix is probably working on something new for the Switch, and they're probably like, let's just pad out the year with... You know, ports of other games that people will keep thinking about us, and then BAM! Final Fantasy Tactics 3. Let's go. That's just all you want. No, actually, I haven't played. I have Final Fantasy Tactics A2, which I've had on. I've always wanted to play because I really like Final Fantasy Tactics, but I never bought it on the DS. And then I bought it relatively recently because GameStop was having some sale and I had pro points that I could use. And if I used them, I got like two games for free on the. on um on the same system for used games and i was like let me pick up this and i picked up uh i picked i picked up like a bunch of games that i wanted that i just never played and it's one of those games it's just sitting on my it's sitting in my shelf over there to be played mm-hmm. it will get to it eventually <laughs> but yeah so those two games i wanted to talk about because it was like oh this is you know it might actually be something right uh the other thing i wanted to talk about was uh there's two pieces of mobile news. Yeah, those are them. Oh, I wanted to talk about the Nintendo released a bunch of like sales information for their year end, and how Smash Brothers is I think the fastest selling console game they've ever had. It, is. it was like twelve million or thirteen million in its first X months. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee has sold ten million copies. Mario Party sold five million copies. Uh, Mario Odyssey has superseded Mario Galaxy as the best selling Mario game. 
they are doing pretty well for themselves. Their attach rates are very high. Yeah, and I think they did say that they did they meet their twenty million. No, they this? actually just lowered it to seventeen million. Seventeen million. They they hope they're gonna get to seventeen million. Okay, but there's like thirty two million switches or something like out out right now. They have the shipped. 32 million switches to stores. That's not a lot of switches. That's, no, that's a lot of switches, yeah. Yeah. They, um, sadly, they're probably not going to hit the 20 million. No, I don't think they will. They think? I mean, that was always something lofty, right? Right. And that's well, like, I know, they were pretty confident in it. Well, yeah, but, like, business and, like, sense mm, dictates... came close. For a publicly traded company, you should always shoot higher and then walk back yeah. rather than shoot low and And, I mean, up. the thing is, like, even if they only hit, like... Only. Only, hit, with air like, quotes, because air that's quotes. air quoting a, an audio Even medium. Like, quote-unquote, only hit 17 million. That's still a lot. That's a lot. One year. And and unlike other uh, system holders, they've always sold all their systems at a profit. So when something, like, the, it's almost eclipsed. What, there was a, what system is it almost eclipsed? I think the Nintendo 64, in the number of sales of the actual system there were. I'm not sure. I know it's very close to some system. I don't know which one. I know it's not the Wii because it will never eclipse the Wii. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah. it hasn't gotten the PS4 yet either. Well, I'm saying Nintendo consoles. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think I don't know what's next after, after what's next after Wii. I don't know, but who knows? No, I it's think selling... no. I think Wii is just a high selling console. It is other than the DS. No, I'm saying next, like what's after the Wii? It's yeah. It was like, what do you mean what's after the Wii? Like Wii is first. What's second? Oh, you mean what's before? Um, well, depending on how you're looking at your chart. <laughs> um, I don't know. It has to be the DS, right? No, DS has sold better than the Wii. So after the Wii, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe the Game Boy? I don't know, man. Hold on. Please hold for a moment. Pop back in now. Okay, Sorry. I was right. It was the Nintendo 64. It's about to eclipse. It still has a long way to go. It still has to beat... The Game Boy Advance, the 3DS, and the DS, and the Wii, if it wanted to be the best And the selling. Game Boy. Oh, and the Game Boy. Well, the Game Boy's, the Game Boy's kind of cheating. Even as a kid, I had more than one Game Boy. Everybody had more than one Game Boy, <laughs> man. But, yeah, it's a very exciting news. But we also got a little bit of mobile news. So, Mario Kart World Tour has a summer release date. Yes, it was delayed. Yeah. Um, I feel like this game is getting delayed over and over again. <laughs> no, it was always March Oh, really? I, I, I guess was, I wasn't it was watching all, it. Yeah, it was all, I think it was always March. Um, they they announced it was going to be in March, like, way last year. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but I'm excited to see. But I'm also more excited to just kind of see what the heck just got released, like, only a few hours ago. Oh, it's out? No, no, it got released, like, as an announcement. announcement. It's uh, in early summer. We're getting, uh, we're getting Dr. Mario... Dr. Mario World. Yeah, it's going to be Dr. Mario on your phone. End of story. Next question. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Puyo Puyo. I'll play Puyo Puyo on my phone. Mm -hmm. Why not? But I was like, okay, sure, Nintendo. Why not remake the make another Mar- Dr. Mario game for the first time I mean, since it's Dr. Mario? it's probably a really good idea to put a Dr. Mario game on your phone. Yeah, I mean, I'll play it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah puzzle, I mean, puzzle games like this always do well on mobile. I'm surprised this didn't happen earlier, the, last, the more I think about it. The last it. Dr. Mario game was Dr. Luigi, actually. What well, was Dr. Luigi? It was it's Dr. Like a, Mario, but Dr. Luigi. Was it on the, the Wii U or oh, on the 3DS? Okay. I didn't know Dr. Luigi was a thing. Although, you know what? Saying it out loud, I, I think I did remember seeing this. It was in that Year of Luigi thing they did. It oh, At least yes. the same year as New Luigi U. New Luigi U. The Year of Luigi. Yep. Yeet. 
Yeah. So that's interesting. Again, that would have been something that they could have easily put a little picture of on a direct. Been like, no, they never. They never. Oh, they don't really do mix, do they? Well, they did. You know, Dragalia Lost got its own direct. That's what it was. Dragalia Lost got its own direct. Fire Emblem gets its own direct. Well, Fire. Well, yeah. Now it did. It's original. The, no, it got its own direct. The original app had had. Got oh well, they clumped. Emblem. They clumped all the Fire Emblem stuff together. Yeah, but they never Warriors do, Valentia. They never do this. mobile stuff in main. Directs. Yeah, they're never updating us on mobile games in actual directs. Right. Yeah, but yeah, holy, I I don't know. I don't. It's not like I care, but I'm like interesting. I I want to know what else they're doing, Matt. I just I think they're in a weird place right now because like, I'm expecting a direct in February at this point. But also now, like the way they just like that Darksiders thing just happened, and uh, Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Seven thing, but those could have also been like the secondary or tertiary. The things. secondary, like today the, is what's today? The thirty first. Thirty first. We've I said mean. this like eight times on this episode. <laughs> I think there were rumors that it was going to happen today. Oh yeah. I th- I could have sworn I saw rumors that said it was going huh. to happen. Today. So I wonder if things were accidentally spilling out. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. Like, remember, um, remember that when the direct was delayed because of the earthquake. Yes. And a bunch of things were just kind of shown released off because unintentionally they because they were going to be there, but the timers were already set. Yeah. For like eShops or YouTube, so they just kind of came out. Yep. I think you've got the same basic concept going on right now possibly i mean it would make sense but the other thing i wanted to bring up to people and people and i'm not saying you're wrong it might we might get a direct it might be a little underwhelming but like do you remember the march direct last year and how we were like well there's nothing really on the horizon for nintendo yeah. whatever no i mean and I then think, it was just like bam 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 i think at this point the next direct we see it has to be something big yeah because at this point other than, I mean, Animal Crossing is going to make a big deal. And it could make a 10-minute spot in a direct. And I don't think anyone will be It could get its own direct. It, it could, it get could some... just get its own direct. But, like, other than Animal Crossing, especially now with Metroid Prime 4 kind of getting pushed back, what does Nintendo have coming out this year? We know Crafted World's coming well, out. But they won't really talk about it because we have a release date for it. Pokemon. And Pokemon's coming out, but Pokemon does its Pokemon's, own directs. Yeah, Pokemon's going to It'll be a week before E3 like they always do. Mm-hmm. So... What do we have, Nintendo? What you got for us? And I'm hoping for something. I mean, we have to hear about Fire Emblem too. Like, even though, even if we weren't to get like anything like super new, and there's gonna be something Zelda this year. There's always something Zelda. There's gotta be something because it's been. I mean, it's been two years, right? No, we had something last year. We had Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. There's always. That's what I mean. There's always something. There could be something Zelda. There could be something Mario. I think. I think there's gonna be a Zelda port this year. I'd believe it. I want. I, I mean, we talked about this a lot, but I want I st- my biggest port hope would still be Fire Emblem Echoes or, or Fire Emblem Sharp mm-hmm. Echoes of Echoes of Persona Valentia, whatever the heck that game is called. Well, it's just Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia. No, Shadows of Valentia is the remake on the 3DS with Almond Celica. Yeah, isn't that what we're talking about? No, we're talking about the Wii U game. There's a Wii U game? Yeah. Oh, you Tokyo mean... Mirage Essence, Fire yeah, Emblem wow. Sharp. You said the other game's title. Well, I said Fire Emblem Sharp, and I just started naming bits of Fire part Emblem of me, titles. Part of me straight up, because I saw Fire Emblem um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions for like 10 bucks in Target the other day. Really? And part of me was like, maybe I should just buy it just to have it. If I had a Wii U, I would have bought it already. I know, you would have bought it day one. I would have. I would have. I really would have. 
That's the other thing. We, we, Persona 5 R, right? Remember that? What's happening with that? We're not gonna play it until March. Remember? I know, but it's just and you're like you're still assuming that it's gonna be a switch. I'm not thing. assuming. I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. I like mean, I said, I think there's a, a likely chance, but I don't know. I I think yeah. I think there's just enough of a reason to possibly be excited that I'm excited. I'm not saying if if it's not, I'm gonna riot Nintendo, but you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so keep your eyes peeled. I feel like we're on the cusp cusp of a Nintendo Direct. Uh, yeah, they gotta they gotta show off some stuff. Yeah. And hopefully they'll do something. I mean, I like I want like one new thing because we there's know a got, lot. There's got to be at least one new thing because we know a lot with Fire Emblem and Luigi's Mansion. Oh, Fire Emblem is another game. Yeah, Fire Emblem, Luigi's Mansion, Animal Crossing, Pokemon. Those are four big games that are coming out from Nintendo this year. And honestly, give me one more or like one or two big DLCs, maybe like a port and Mario Party DLC. That'd be a good I mean, amount to keep me, I mean, keep me busy. Don't between. forget. Don't forget the Smash DLC that's still coming. Yeah. Like, if you give me one more game to be excited about, and everything actually comes out the year it's supposed to, this is still going to be a kick-ass year. Mm-hmm. And don't forget the inevitability of more Splatoon DLC. Yep, there will always be more Splatoon will DLC. Be more Birds will always DLC. fly, fish will always splin- swim, and Splatoon 2 will always get DLC, unless, the big asterisk here, it might replace with the Splatoon 3 DLC. Not this year, I don't think. Not this year, I'm just saying, in general... It will always get DLC until it doesn't get DLC because Splatoon 3 is getting DLC. Mm-hmm. Although, what, it's 2019 now. Yes, it is. I can count. Um, OG Splatoon came out 2015? Came out 2015. So there was only two years in between Splatoon 1 and 2. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we might see a Splatoon. No, because there's still... There's, like, Splatoon 2 still gets so much stuff. Yeah, and Nintendo that. wants that big... I mean, that's, like, the big thing about their games is these huge attach rates, right? And they right. they do a live service right. They're going to be like, I'm going to keep updating this game forever. I mean, I think we'll see Splatoon 3 before the end of the Switch. Really? I think so. Interesting. I didn't... I don't know... I won't know if I would agree with that, but I don't think I'd be surprised if it happened. I think Splatoon is too popular of a franchise for that to not happen. That's fair. Maybe like a single player deal, like a single player only version of Splatoon. Oh, you know what else we forgot about that's coming out this year? What? Star Fox Grand Prix. Well, that's our show, everybody. Be sure to reach out to us at pinkgoldpeeps.gmail.com. No, no, like, you can follow us on Twitter at pinkgoldpeeps, all one word. I know retro has we got the retro game. How about that? They're now working on Metroid, and that's that is now going to be Retro's project. But there's a good gap of time between. Between Tropical Freeze and today, yep, where they must have been doing something. Yes, I hope. I don't know. Is it Star Fox Grand Prix? I don't know. But the fact is, is yes, the retro game. I'm just gonna say retro. So I mean, I'm sure someone at Retro is like, all right, well, let's polish this up, get it out the door, and then let's finish, or let's start. <laughs> let's start Metroid, Metroid Prime, Prime 4. Four. Yep. All right, but that is the end of the episode, right? Yeah, We're that gonna... is it. Okay. So uh, as I said, reach out to us at pinkgoldpeeps at gmail.com if you want to send Matt hate mail. Um, actually, send, send Matt Kingdom Hearts 3 spoilers at pinkgoldpeeps at gmail.com. Up, you... Beep, beep. Dab. There we go. There we go. Uh, so, so as I said before, you can reach out to us at pinkgoldpeeps at gmail.com, pinkgoldpeeps on Twitter, and, uh, you can also follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And you could maybe send Matt some hate mail and or Kingdom Hearts 3 spoilers. Don't, but, you know, maybe. I'm, I'm not taking the chance. I'm not <laughs> checking the email again until I beat the game. I wouldn't check Twitter either. <laughs> I'm, I I'm mean, not going to say not. that I'm going to start posting, like, 
one true and two fake Kingdom Hearts 3 spoilers, but I might be doing that. So have just, you? No, not yet, but I wanted to, and I decided I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd have to warn you beforehand. Two truths and a lie. No, no, two lies and a truth. Two <laughs> lies and a truth. <laughs> but yeah, um, Rick's Record makes our opening, and Rob does our editing. Thank you both so much for what you do. And uh, Matt, you have anything else to say before we head out? Mm, no, I don't. All right, cool. So go, hi- go fight the Heartless for me. Bye, Matt. Bye. Right. Yeah, what happened to Chow? Chow.